Hi, hello, beautiful people of healing racism in schools. Um, I hope you are well. There's always reasons to be grateful and to give thanks. And um, I'm giving thanks to the ancestors and spirit guides that are always around me. I highly suggest you give thanks to the ancestors and spirit guides that are always around you. Because the reality is, is that whether you choose to acknowledge them or not, they're there. And the more you choose to acknowledge them, the more they will show up for you. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I have had a lot of mystical things happen to me in the last couple weeks because I've been inviting that. I've been open to it. And when I reflect on my life and think about my life, that has always been the case. Um, I've always had interesting experiences take place. So so many things um the reality is is that when you're open things will open up to you and as black women as i'm speaking to black women explicitly it is time for us to regain our divinity it's like the world needs us to regain our divinity, our, our position on the throne as like the mother of all humanity, as the wise woman, as the original earthling, as the original goddess, like that is who we are. And the the racist, sexist society that we dwell in has really tried to keep us from ourselves, from our divinity. And that has caused great harm to everything everything for the original mother if the original mother isn't well no nobody's well mom ain't happy ain't nobody happy so black woman ain't happy we're not honored we're not um, in touch with our divinity we're not honored as the divine by human society and so um we're suffering um humanity is suffering because of it and i really feel that or i know that in order to truly like heal racism in schools first of all like that means dealing with white folks and white folks are kind of committed to their evil. So I don't know if that's going to happen as far as being in schools with white people. And I think that the way we really need to go is to create our own schools and to have our own um, our own agency to really just look out for ourselves and heal ourselves. And that is going to start with the black woman healing herself. And that because so many reasons, um, studies show that when you want to uplift a society, you uplift the women and you uplift the women because the women uplift the children. And if mama's good, everybody's good. So if mama's not good, ain't nobody good. And daddy has the opportunity to walk away from the children. The children are literally, you know, for the first nine months attached to mom. She ain't going nowhere, right? So it's like typically in society, the children are often associated with the mother, even within the teaching profession, it's women who are primarily um, in the teaching profession. Anything that has to deal with children, you know, pediatrics or anything that has to deal with, with children is, is primarily you're gonna see um, women there. And so that's the connection to the future. That's the connection to society, the legacy, the lineage, the generations, the offspring, what we're here to do. We're here to procreate. We're here to make sure that there's people in the future that, that our existence continues, the lineage continues. Well, that happens through the body and the magic of, of the woman. So when I think about my mission, which is I really want to look out and protect black children and other children who are marginalized, discriminated against, but primarily black children, because we're looking out for them, that starts with looking out for black women because the black women are the ones who create the reality that the black children grow up in and if the black women aren't well then the black children 
aren't going to be well either. And if the black women are well, the black children can also be well. And so I'm really committed to shifting my focus. I will still be providing resources, you know, for schools who are looking to um, for anti-racist resources and trainings. But my energy is going to be on building, um, uh, reconnecting black women to their divinity. So I have a Facebook group, a new Facebook group called the Divine Black Goddess. I highly recommend that you join that Facebook group because I'll share some of my stories and I'll share what this has done for me. I'm somebody who deals with uh, suicidal depression. I, I, it comes for me every year. Um, sometimes it's it's seasonal, right? So every December, I, I fall into a suicidal depression. And I fell into one in August of last year, and it's 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 pretty intense. I, I would not be surprised if I end up, you know, dying by suicide, just because that's just how I'm made up. But but my return to my divinity has helped shift that energy and that focus from a place of I don't want to live in a world where I'm hated and hunted to a place of I am divinely guided and, and I'm, I'm spiritually connected. Like I like legitimately there are spirits and energies on the other side that are working on my behalf, making the road easier for me. And so knowing that and, and getting evidence of that, right? It's one thing for someone to say that to you, but it's another thing when you see evidence of it in your own life where spirits talk to you in a way that's very personal, right? It's, this is not a generic message. It's a message that is that is very personal, something that only, you know, that nobody, that nobody knows, only me and spirit know. And when spirit communicates you to you in a way that is like, look, I see you, I hear you, this is real, this is legitimate, that transcends the bullshit of man, the bullshit particularly of, of the white man, right? Like when I get caught up in the bullshit of this, physical society and what people are doing, but but I get communication from the other side confirming that I'm going to be all right, then I'm not in my place of, of depression. I'm not in my place of anxiety. I'm not afraid that I'm not going to eat. I'm not scared that just because LinkedIn shut me down, that somehow that's, you know, that, that they actually shut, that they can shut down the passion and the mission that I have. Like, I don't care. Like LinkedIn ain't my source, right? Like I don't have to get caught up in the various ways that society is going to punish me because I, I am not going to live by your rules. You cannot, you not only can you not control me, but I find my source from within. I don't even need the external stuff that you're going to try to entice me with because I know that my source is within and I'm extremely powerful and I know it. So of course people are going to come against you, right? Especially as a, as a black woman who's really owning her power and not just her power and, and, and her confidence, but also her divinity. Her, into her intuition, her connection to nature, her connection to all things, her connection as the original woman. Of course, I can be in touch with the spirit world. Like I am all, all of that, right? So there's going to be opposition. There's going to be people like, you know, forming against you. But when you know that you have these, these forces on your side and it just is confirmed time and time again, it's a different, you move differently in the world. You move differently in the world. So when they come for you, and it looks like you're down and out. You know you're not. You know you know your spirits are are literally plotting and planning while you were sleeping. You know, literally plotting and planning while you were sleeping and planning things that you can't even imagine. So I'm just going to share some of my experiences because that's what's going to make it feel real. So many things. Um, synchronicities synchronicities is when things fall into place in a way that just seems really like 
impossible or just uncanny. Um, synchronicities are when you're seeing messages or you're hearing. Sometimes I'll hear a term or I'll learn a new term and then and then I'll see it in a movie and I'll see it somewhere else. It just I know that you become more aware when you are more aware, but also like just the way that it shows up. I see it as like a breadcrumb trail. It tells me I'm on the right path. I'm seeing these things because I'm on the right path. So, so many things. I've been doing a lot of work around tapping into my intuition and trusting it. And I've been asking the universe to give me vivid dreams and to help me remember them. So I used to, I used to spend a lot more time honoring my dreams and seeing them as the gift that they are because a lot of times spirit will connect with you through your dreams but we're we're in a society where we're conditioned to not pay any attention to our dreams we often have trouble sleeping we often use substances to go to sleep which is in the way of, of our of our ability to our ability to remember our dreams and then um, we wake up to alarms wake up in a way that's jarring and so the dreams immediately slip away instead of really waking up in a quiet gentle way that allows the dreams to to still to, to, to still kind of grab the tight the, the 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 tail of the kite before the dream kind of like fades away right and what's interesting about dreams is that you don't know what's significant until like you've had your day, right? So like the dream may be trying to like tell you something about what's, what's coming up ahead. And I know that for me, there's times where I'm like, oh, that dream wasn't important or that part of the dream wasn't important or that's not significant, but you don't know what's significant until, until like things happen. So I dreamt last night about a tarot card. I don't, I don't practice tarot. I don't get tarot readings, um, and I don't really know. I'm not that really for that familiar with the cards, so I guess I've seen this card at some point because uh, it was in my subconscious. But the card was seven of wands, seven of wands, right? So I got that card, and then I was told I got the name of somebody, and in the dream there was something about that person died, but there wasn't any sadness around it, and and the person didn't really die, but there was something about them dying, but they didn't really die. It was all very interesting. So I look up the Seven of Wands card and it very much resonates with where I am in life. The card itself is, um, it has the energy, it's fire energy, it has Leo energy. I'm a um, fire Aries. We get along with Leo. A lot of times if it applies to Leo, it applies to me because it's a lot of similar energy. And then um, it's seven which is a number that has been following me and I'm a life past seven. And it's about a lot of the energy is about spiritual, um, focused, uh, passionate energy and overcoming struggles and having everything you need within to just to, to overcome those struggles. And anyway, the card really resonated with, um, my life. And then when I, I ended up calling this person that was, I dreamt about, I never dreamed about this person. I haven't talked to this person in 20 years, but they have to be a Facebook friend. I contact them. And this person tells me, cause I, cause I mentioned that whole piece piece about death and I didn't even want to bring it up. Cause I didn't want them to freak out. And I was like, I, I didn't feel it was like an omen. It just was this detail that I thought was insignificant. I almost didn't even share it when I left a, a voice message, but he, this person told me that they almost died last October. And they were not, they had not told anybody about it or very few people knew about it, but they were like, they were there, they were on their deathbed last October and then they recovered. And so that, because I mentioned that piece, that is what made them call me back. Cause even as I was leaving the message, I was like, I don't even know, like I was kind of rambling, but I was like, look, like my spirits, this is a dream I had. 
you know, the card was spot on. There's something I'm supposed to contact you. I don't know why, you know, I was just like, apparently, hopefully something I'm saying will resonate with you and you'll call me back. And when he called me back, he was like, yeah, I, I, when you said died, I almost died and nobody knows that. So that's the type of experiences you can have. Oh, and the other piece of it is I've been looking for people who are terminal, terminally ill to speak to because I really want to help people. Um, I really want people to understand that death is not final and to get over the doom and gloom of death and to see the wonder and the beauty of death and how magical and mystical it is. And so I'm craving, I'm looking or or seeking out um, people who are on their deathbed to speak to. And, you know, it's kind of a challenging request, right? It's kind of hard to find that, right? Um, It's an interesting request to make. But this person that I called has access to people who are terminally ill. And so it's just like, and they have access to a place where I can volunteer and utilize my, and, and, and give and serve. I've been looking for a population to serve and they, they have access to that. So like it was all communicated to me in a dream, right? Where I got a couple pieces, like just, just that's, those were the only pieces I got. And at the time I received the dreams, I've been telling myself, okay, we're going to write down our dreams. But uh, what happens is I'm sleeping and it's good to me, right? So I'll have these dreams and I'll be aware that I had these dreams and I'll be like, okay, get up and write them down. But it's the middle of the night. I don't feel like it, right? Um, but when you don't do that, they fade away. And a lot of times they do fade away. And it's not until I'm conscious the next day where I'm like, oh, I should have just bit the bullet and just got up and, 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 and wrote down that dream. So I held on to that one um, because I, I, it came to me and I was like, ah, I don't feel like getting up. But I, I just kept telling myself seven of wands. I repeated it over and over again. And I held on um, to those pieces, but it was all communicated because I asked for it. Because I told my spirit guides I'm receptive. Because I said I want to remember my dreams. And this has only been something that I've been doing over the last week intentionally. Like telling the universe I want to remember my dreams. Um, and there's various ways that you can that you can increase your dream ability and your intuition in your dreams. But one, like, what's great about all of this is all you have to do is just, just say it. Just speak your intention. Say, I want to remember my dreams. It's my intention to remember my dreams. That's my intention to receive messages in my dreams, to get guidance through my dreams. Thank you. Thank you in, in advance. And then when you wake up in the morning, try not to wake up to an alarm, or if you do wake up to a very gentle alarm, maybe one that sounds like bird song or some meditative music, um, and then immediately th- think, what was I just thinking? Because whatever you're just thinking is probably your dream. And I will sometimes go through people. Like, was I? do I feel like I was just with this person? Do I feel like I was just with my mom, my sister? Like, do I feel like I was with my dog? Or my, you know, I'll go through the list. And sometimes that will help me get back in touch with what did I dream about? And then throughout the day, one of the things you can do to increase your ability to lucid dream is constantly ask yourself, am I dreaming? Is this a dream? Is this a dream? Is this a dream? And to have, I think they have this in, um, uh, inception to have some type of grounding, unique grounding, like talisman that you can touch that you know that because I'm touching this, it means that I'm not dreaming. So for me, I have a ring on my right hand, and if I can touch that and feel the details of it, I'm probably not dreaming because typically in dreams, things are a little off. The color's off. You have too many fingers. Or something's off, right? So that's the way that I ground myself. Is if I can touch that ring and feel that ring, it's not a dream. But as you ask yourself that throughout your waking life you'll start to ask yourself more of that question when you're sleeping. So I have been having some more incredible experiences and I've also been really spending the time to, 
raise my vibration to have these experiences. Because the thing about the spirit world is that the spirits are on a higher frequency, right? They're on the frequency of love. They're on a really, really, really high frequency. And we're not, like, we're not, uh, you know, newsflash people like, mm, like we're, we're not. I mean, we, we meditate or we can get to higher states, but the average person is not on that frequency. And so we can't hear them. We can't, we're not on their frequency, even though they're always around us. And so when we meditate, when we ground ourselves in nature, when we um, have a clean diet, um, when we do the thing, these things, they help raise our vibration and that makes us more receptive to our psychic abilities, to our ability to communicate with the unseen, um, which is not, it's, it's not, all of this is God. All of this is, 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 is tuning into the God frequency where you have access to the abilities that God has access to. None of it's evil. I, I don't fear any of it. I'm not scared of any of it. And I believe that because that's my energy, I don't manifest scary things. And even if something is seemingly scary, I'm not, I'm just, I just refuse to be scared. I just don't see it as something to be afraid of. But I also don't dabble in um, things that are, that might be, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't dabble in evil spirits. I only, I only talk to um, good spirits. And so I've had some really incredible experiences. So again, I've been doing things like a lot of meditation. I've been on my period and being on your period is such a great time to meditate and tap into that divine energy because we are extra in tune. And I'm almost, I'm sad that my period's ending because it's, it's been, I've had so many experiences that have been really phenomenal. So I've seen orbs and, um, pictures. I went to go meditate at the beach. Um, on my period because it's a really powerful thing to do and in some of my photos you can see this dancing green orb that I'm, I'm convinced is my dad um, who passed away a couple of years ago I have been I meditated um, for an hour and a half for the hour of 3 a.m. to 4 30 a.m. Um, I have a type of schedule where I can do that but I, I was I brought in um, the spirit of my my grandmother and my dad um, I think the next day is when I saw the orb at the beach. And um, there was a day where I had sensory um, connections where I was sleeping in the bed and I was awoken by uh, spirits touching my legs. The lower part of my legs were lightly being touched. It was really light, but there were a couple of times where it was very pronounced, undeniable. Um, And it went over the span of about 15 minutes where spirit was just touching my leg um, in a really gentle way, like kind of like the way it would feel like if your mom or your loved one was like patting you through blankets is what it felt like. And it was just phenomenal. It was a phenomenal experience. I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid. Um, it was incredible. And it's, it's not the first time. There's been other times where I've, I've had... Um, my, my bed shakes. I don't know if anybody else has this experience, but my bed shakes and my bed is shaken um, all my life. And not just when I'm sleeping. I know people will say it's sleep paralysis or you're jerking when you're asleep. Maybe. Um, but it's happened when I, I was wide awake. I was wide awake. Um, and it was broad, you know, it was, it was daytime and my bed shaked. So I've had these interesting experiences that I haven't talked about, right, um, throughout my life. And I'm, I'm recognizing that this gift runs in the family. I call my mom like a reluctant witch because she doesn't really want to own her powers. 
but she has them. She has prophetic dreams. Um, she, she has been visited by spirits. She doesn't, I don't feel like she necessarily welcomes it or like encourages it. Like I'm like, I'm doing, but she, she's always, she's had these powers. My auntie has them. Uh, my grandmother had them. My sister has them. So it's just like, but we haven't really been explicit about honoring them. And so I'm doing a lot more of, of that. And so part of what I'm doing to really ground myself in my intuition and to expand my powers and my abilities is significant time in nature. And that's also, it's, it's twofold because this is all, this is also part of my medication. My, the way that I deal with and, and counteract my, my suicidal mental illnesses or whatever's going on within me, um, is nature. I spend a significant time in nature. I get a lot of messages from nature. Um, I communicate with nature. Communica- nature communicates with me and also the symbolism, the wisdom of nature. Like I did a little short video earlier today about how nature pivots. If you look at tree branches and even trees, the way that the branches grow, the way that trees grow, you can see that they had a plan. <laughs> they may have started off one one place like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be right here. And then something blocks their ability to 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 God, to the light, to the sun. And so they pivot. And so there was a couple branches that I, I saw in nature today where they literally curved, like it literally made like they, like the branch could, like made a U-turn and it's just pivoting is natural. Making U-turns is natural. Having plans and then your plans, you know, not going exactly how you planned them to go is natural. And that we can learn a lot of lessons from nature. So I get a lot of, I get a lot from nature watching the way animals move, watching the way that nature looks chaotic, but it's perfectly planned. And then nature recognizes the divinity of the black woman. And you can see that like right now I'm driving and I'm passing by by all these bushes and all these trees that look like nothing but Afros, 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 Afros. Like I feel like my sisters are, are surrounding me. Like, like our ancestors turned it, turn into trees and they're literally all around us all the time. And you know, white women can't say that, right? But you can see us everywhere and our hair grows like trees, like the, like the, like the leaves on a tree. Like we grow, our hair grows towards, towards the sun. It grows towards heaven. It grows towards God. Like our hair defies gravity. Our skin absorbs sunlight. Like we are magical. Black girl magic is not just a saying. It's for real. We are legitimately magical beings and and through us we have created and populated all these people on the world and we need to honor and get in touch with our magic and and who we are and what we can do and what we can create so i i know that as black women tap back into their divinity we're going to be able to heal ourselves heal our community and heal the world because because when you tap into when you raise your vibration you do forgiveness work you work on gratitude you focus on love when you raise your vibration you're able to tap into universal intelligence and this is like google on you know google infinity in the sense that like you can see the limitations of Google. You can see the limitations of YouTube. You can see the limitations of Amazon. Like when I'm searching for something, they just don't have it, especially when it comes with things for black women. They just don't have it. It just doesn't exist. But there's there's no limitations in universal intelligence. And what universal intelligence is, is the information that told me to call that person and gave, gave me the information. This person almost died. There's no reason I should know that. But 
universal intelligence knew that. Universal intelligence knew that that piece of information was going to be the key that would get this person to contact me and know that when I say that like the spirits talk to me, they would know for sure that that's legit because here's some information that I didn't have. Spirit had it. I didn't have it. They gave this information in a dream and I'm contacting you, right? That's the power of universal intelligence. You may not know the answer, but your soul does. And your soul has a connection to all the answers that ever were. And in your power, you're, 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 you have the ability to tap into that when you raise your vibration, when you spend more time in nature, when you get off of, of, of the bullshit reality TV. Not all of it's bullshit, but some of it's bullshit. You know, and you know by how it's making you feel. I really got intentional years ago about what is this doing to me? The music I'm listening to, the show I'm watching, the friends I hang out with, the books I'm reading, how do I feel? Do I feel more empowered or less empowered because if i'm because if i'm not in touch and in alignment and connected to my power then this is killing me this is draining my life force and we allow that to happen and we need to be relentless about not allowing that to happen one of the reasons i don't do a nine to five is because it was draining my life force and i basically told the universe i'm either going to live on my own terms or i'm not living I'm either going to live in a way that sustains me, that is healthy, where I can spend two hours in nature daily, or I'm out of here. Fuck this. I'm not, I, I refuse to live on these terms. I'm not going to watch myself die slowly. I don't accept this. I don't accept what you tell me I must accept. I think it's unacceptable, and I'm not living by those terms. And if I can't live on my own terms, then fuck it. And you know what happened? I live on my own terms now. I've spent so many hours in nature Last year, I was in nature so often, and I feel like that is why my powers are intensified. I, I, nature is magical. The magic is in nature. Nature is magical. Go get in touch with your magic. Don't allow anything to compromise your time, your sacred time reconnecting and recharging and grounding yourself in mother earth because if you anything else you do if you're not grounded it's garbage anyway and you're killing yourself like i don't compromise on my time in nature i do not compromise and i do it alone i need to i, I have to receive the messages i can't be distracted i can't be listening to other people i i have to i have to connect i gotta be able to hear through all the chaos through all the noise what is nature trying to tell me? What are my dreams trying to tell me? What is my intuition trying to tell me? What are the angels and spirits trying to tell me? And in that space, when you feel that connected, it's hard to kill yourself. It's hard to feel that the forces of evil can actually harm you. It's hard to feel that when you have information coming from universal intelligence and you have evidence that this, the, what, what, that spirit, the spirit world is real. When you get day after day after day, you get evidence. And that's what my experience has been. This past week has been so magical. And it makes sense because today too is the 22nd um, that I'm recording this. It is the 22nd on the 20th, in the year of the 22nd, which is powerful. And the next day is going to be really powerful. It's going to be February 2nd, um, 2022. And then February 22nd, um, 2022. All those days are, are numerically, um, really powerful. And so this week for me being, I got my period during the full moon. And then, um, you know, during the, the week of the, this 22nd, I don't know if that's what's going on with all the energies, but like, I'm so every, every day this week, 
something mystical has happened. Like I said, like I went to go meditate at the beach, you know, on my period, and then I go back to look at my pictures, and on two two pictures, there's just like one looks like there's like a ghost, the other one looks like an orb, and it's just like what is that? And it's every day there's just something um, amazing, or just something just 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 mystical and wonderful, and the most like in the, in the sense of the word wonder. And so that's the magic that we have as women. That's the magic we have as black women. Like, like as women, we're extremely magical. And as black women, we're extremely magical. And like, we literally have a portal to the other side in our wombs. The ability to, to for life to come from one, one side to the other, you know, through our wombs is incredible. And the feeling of, of that, the way that your womb radiates, you know, when you get your menstruation, when your menstrual cycle, like that's amazing. And it's an amazing time to manifest. So another thing that we could do as black women is really honor our periods honor that time, um, go within, right? Like cancel your plans, spend time by yourself, um, get your candles, your incense, take your hot baths, drink your tea, get your water bottle, like spoil yourself, have, have special things that you only indulge in on your moon cycle. Have a special tea you only drink on your moon cycle, have something wonderful and delightful that you only indulge in on your moon cycle, I had this beautiful skirt that I used to wear um, on my moon cycle back in my 20s. And it was a, it, it had an elastic band. It was black. And then it had all these beautiful like watercolors at the bottom of it, right? And so that, that was, it was practical. For, it, was, it, it served so many purposes. It felt like a goddess skirt. A lot of the colors at the bottom were like red and pink. So it felt like, you know, blood or just like the colors of like, you, you know, a lot of reds and pink and just those hues and it was watercolor so it looked like flow the flowing colors right so at the bottom there was beautiful um colors but the most primarily the skirt was black that's great because on your period you might get a blood stain and the skirt's black so that's not going to show up the elastic band was very soothing on, on my stomach right because a lot of times you're bloated and your clothes you want to wear on your period don't fit because you're bloated so the, the skirt was very comfortable i didn't have to worry about blood stains um i felt very beautiful and very mystical and magical and like a goddess in it and it had these colors that honored like my period and i used to look forward to my period because i got to wear my skirt it was the only time i would let myself wear that was on my period and so i imagine too that the, the essence and the energy of that skirt it probably was a great skirt for for casting spells or for manifesting and so these are the types of things that we can do to honor our period um, and, and things that we can teach our daughters as far as honoring their periods and then your period blood is is amazing and has so much energy in it and so much power in it and, and is also something that you can use for manifesting so i'm going to go ahead and share some things and you can find them weird if you want to but you know, I'm getting dreams where spirits are communicating to me things that I don't know. So you might want to do the woo-woo things because this is what this is what our grandmothers did. And I got this from um, a YouTube video. But you can take your period blood and you can collect it in a diva cup rather than using like a tampon or a pad. You can collect it in a diva cup, which is a much more natural way to let the blood flow out of you. And then you can use that blood to paint a picture of your own vagina. Because a lot of times we don't pay any attention to our yoni. We don't pay any attention to our to our our, our beautiful, you know, this beautiful gift that we have, which is our vagina. We don't we don't look down there. We don't explore down there. We don't take the time to appreciate ourselves. So how powerful would it be to draw your vagina in your own period blood? Like that is so dope. And to, and to bless yourself, like to bless yourself and honor yourself and to do some type of meditation or affirmation in the process. Um, if, if that's too much for you, I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna. And I was thinking about doing it with my daughter. She's nine years old. She's gonna totally like be like, mom, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing, mom? She won't curse. Uh, but 
I don't care. We're going to do it anyway, baby girl, because I want you to have a fantastic relationship with your, with your yoni. Um, but the other one I did do is I took my period blood and I put it on my third eye and I meditated. And it was really a powerful experience because, again, after it was after that that I saw the orbs at the, the my pictures of the ocean. It was after that that I got that dream um, that was completely um, flamboyant or completely psychic or whatever. Um, so take advantage of the things that you can do because you menstruate or while, and while menstruating, it is a time when we're more psychic. And in traditional times, we were, the women would all come together and they would all bleed together. They would honor that time and they would get downloads from the universe. They would get psychic downloads from the universe and they would come back and tell um, the tribesmen where the buffalo were going to be or, or, or you know, what, what's going on with the weather. Or they would get they would get downloads from universal intelligence, just like I did when when they told me when, when the universe told me to contact that person and to mention this whole thing about dying, right? And I was like, "What?" Um, it is an extremely powerful time for us, and our periods are connected to the moon and they're connected to the ocean. And so, um, bathe yourself in, in moonlight. Spend some time, you know, in, in, in moonlight if you can't meditate in the moonlight. Um, go to the ocean. Meditate at the ocean. If, if you can't go, like, just find the video on, on YouTube that has the ocean playing. Like, just tap into that energy because we are connected to the tides. We are connected to the, to the moon. That's amazing. That's incredible. We need to remember that we are divine and that all these things outside of us are outside of us. But everything started from within us, from within the black woman with the original original mother, the original, you know, earthling as black people. So that is what I want to share. I want to share that, um, I mean, really all women can use this, but black women especially. And I want to give this to black women because we need to sustain ourselves. And there's so many forces being formed against us. There's so many things trying to attack our babies, trying to attack our well-being and our mental health. And it's easy to fall into a place of wanting to not be here. Like, even when I think about the times when I've been suicidal, like, that was a form of self-care in the sense that I'm tired of the abuse that I adore in this world. And I know I deserve better, and I know I can have better, and I know that there's nothing to fear on the other side. So that thinking for me was still a form of, of love, but I think that my spirit guides, I'm pretty sure my spirit guides would appreciate it if I could utilize something else as as a way to like love on myself right and a way to love on myself is recognizing my divinity recognizing that i am so powerful and i can just get in touch with universal intelligence and ask for guidance and ask for signs and ask for opportunities to to expand my intuition and expand my um ability to to make a difference and part of what i'm doing is being unapologetic like a lot of things i would have not have necessarily brought up you know um in the past but I am at the point in my life where I know what I know, what I know, and I don't care what other people have to think. I know what I know, what I know, and following my spirit guides, following um, my intuition has led to me having a pretty incredible life where I have more freedom than almost anybody I know. You know, like I, I have the freedom to spend significant hours in nature every day, whereas a lot of people don't. And before the life that I lived before, I didn't have that either. I didn't have that either. So I encourage um, black women to tap into their magic 
And also, again, I can't say it enough, start your own business. You know, you can create your own way. You can create your own path. I'm really excited to be able to be in a position where I can pivot, where I can still do the anti-racism work with schools, but also really focus on where my heart is, which is uplifting and, and connecting Black women back to their divinity. That is where, you know, my my love is. And to surround myself in, in other beautiful Black women and, and Black people, like, that is going to be so good for my soul. And that's something that I never was able to get when I was out here working for white folks. So because I have my own business, I live a magical life and I want that for all my sisters. I want that for all of us because that's how we win and that's how we protect our babies and that's how we create our own schools and that's how we set up systems that actually work for us instead of deplete us and have us to the point where we're numbing ourselves and wanting to kill ourselves. Also, let me speak to numbing ourselves. So even with my period, I don't like to numb myself. I don't like to not feel my cramps. So like I might do a hot water bath, I'll drink tea, I'll do a hot water bottle, um, I'll do those things, I'll smoke weed. But I, I don't like to take a whole bunch of ibuprofen. I don't like to just drug myself to the point where I can't feel my body. I always want to be in touch with feeling my body. I don't want to be numb. Um, my body is communicating, right? So I, I have to be able to hear the messages and I can't hear that when there's a bunch of pain reliever that is getting in the way of that communication. And so the same thing happens um, in our, not just with drugs and alcohol, but like even just watching mindless television or indulging in like gossip or just things that are low frequency. It's a way that we can numb ourselves when we have a life that's unfulfilling and unsatisfying. And so we'll engage in these activities that really don't elevate us or don't have us on a high frequency, but we'll do them because it's, it's like, it's a temporary, you know, reprieve or a temporary solve or just, it, you know, it, it feels good in the moment, um, you know, to help you get through another day of bullshit when really our whole life needs to be reevaluated. And when you numb yourself with the bullshit, you're not going to be able to hear your spirit guides. You're not going to be able to remember your dreams because the thing about the spirit world is it whispers. It whispers. I mean, think about your dreams. They're so fleeting. Your, your dreams are like vapor. You know, like they can be so um, all consuming when you're in the dream, but then it fades away like like a vapor and then it's gone. Right. And that's how the spirit world is. A spirit world whispers. You'll see signs. You'll hear things or hear messages. You'll feel touches. But like everything is subtle. And if you are numbing yourself and, and blocking out um, energies or whatever, you're not going to hear the spirit world as the spirit world whispers the spirit world is a little dancing orb in your picture that you, you won't even notice if you're too caught up in the stress you know it's it's uh it's a message in your dream that you're not going to remember if you have so much anxiety about going to work the next day it's um it's 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 no it's it's numbers speaking to you but you're not going to see the number sequence because your your mind's somewhere else so the numbing is what our society wants us to do. Society wants to continue to exploit us and abuse us and then wants us to numb ourselves to the point where we cannot recognize that the answers are within. And I highly encourage us to to not do that. And and let me be real, like I drink alcohol, I smoke weed, I, I, I do the things, but I'm intentional about them. I don't drink alcohol um, necessarily to numb myself. I did do that after my dad died, but even then I was intentional. I was like, we're gonna do this for two weeks. You got, you got two weeks to numb yourself with this alcohol and then we're done. Um, and then with it, with, with marijuana or with anything that I'm putting in my body, I'm intentional about it. I'm thoughtful about it. It's not just like, you know, you know take me away, uh, cause I don't want to face, um, the anxieties. Right. So 
I encourage us to tap into what actually works. And that is um, spirituality and, and utilizing your, your, your garden angels, your spirit guide, meditating, visualizing, affirmations, being in nature, all the things that I will be talking about in my group, The Divine Black Goddess, again, on Facebook. And I will soon be having offerings. I'm going to be coaching women and, um, and how to black women and how to get in touch with your divinity. How do you do, how do you explore your dreams? How do you, be, how do you become somebody who can explore their dreams, interpret their dreams, and then remember them or in a lucid dream? How can you um, learn to meditate? What are various ways of, of meditation besides just sitting there? Maybe that doesn't work for you. Um, what are affirmations? How can we utilize power of visualization? All the things, right? What are chakras? How do you utilize astrology? What's numerology? All the things that are just magical and mystical that our grandmothers always use. Because when it comes to I'm not dogging Christianity and I'm not dogging, you know, all these religions, but they're not from us. Okay. They're not from us. They're from the colonizer and the colonizer always has an agenda. I grew up Christian too, but you can be Christian and still embrace the rest of us because it's, it's all God. I don't see what I'm talking about as, as separate from God. And a lot of people like to freak out and think that, oh, this is, this is devil's work. No, it ain't. It's not the devil's work. You know, like it, it's not because I'm being blessed, you know, I, I'm being blessed. Um, Anyway, Divine Black Goddess, uh, that is where you can join my Facebook group. You can also reach out to me. Um, I'm at, you can reach out to me at Healing Racism in Schools at Gmail um, regarding healing racism in schools, but also regarding this work, regarding uh, coaching Black women around their divinity and around business coaching as well. So I'm going to sign off. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I really enjoyed doing this episode. Um, this work is just, I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I can just feel it. And I'm so excited to share all that I have to share. And so I'm pivoting, I'm still healing racism in schools, but I'm going about it a different way. Um, and I'm talking to black women because as I've mentioned before, that is how we're going to save our society. I don't believe that talking to white folks is going to save our society. So I'm talking to us now because that's what sustains me. Amen. And so it is.